0: i tell me this is going to get fucking
1: tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese. We you
0: to go, it. I have a green. Honey Cut. Butler. Eh? Uh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> If you stop waffling, we might get some work done.
1: He has the goop, blood. He has the goop,
0: blood. Get out! Get out, Manjurita! Firigi! Ah! Torres! to the game's A in the same line! Has done it! Let, me, Let me add a little bit of spice that you a fucking spice my grandmother had wheels she would have been a bike i think i'm a special one i'm the normal one i never knew stuck with that good hello good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the only fans football podcast here on today episode 26 the christian Stellani, as you probably heard us trying to Navigate Have to say his name Ciaran Stalini, how Stellini
1: I believe or Stellani. Stellani it's, it's one of the other 6 1 Stellain yeah potato I, I
0: don't think that's the, the right Is not potato potato
1: potato tomato yeah uh, I don't know Ciaran right. how are Terrible you starts. <laughs> Start. starts as you mean <laughs> I, I just I just know that people switched off after <laughs> heard that. we've already lost <laughs> after
0: hearing us try to pronounce the, the now former sports manager um, friend of Antonio Conte friend of the show Kieran, I believe I believe Christian yeah Slain. he's coming on next week yeah yeah that, you know, he probably he's <laughs> probably looking for the money now I'd say Kieran, um, for the tour time how are you <laughs> um, quite good Adam I, I had a nice uh, nice weekend
1: uh, the weather's starting to, to get a bit better so I'm happy guys. Yeah, great um, yeah about yourself did you have a nice
0: Grand, Carol. I, I live a very sad life, so all I did was watch football. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was great Weekend. I, like, do you know what? The sun coming out actually does make a really big change, doesn't
1: it? It does, yeah. It's certainly extreme, yeah, a
0: little bit. It uh, 100% does. It kind of makes the day less grim <laughs> um, when it's bright out. I'm, I'm, this isn't a cry for help. Anyone listening, I'm doing okay. Um, but yeah, Carol, I watched a lot of football. I um, had a car on Sunday in the halfway house of... Is that the Navin Road?
1: The Navin Road, yeah. The Road. Or, uh, you, you call it the cross section between Navin Road and um, the M50. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful carving, man. Yeah. Yeah, what's
0: your favourite part of the Sunday dinner, Sunday roast? Oh,
1: I really love, um, I, I think a good roasty is a symbol of a good roast. Yeah, yeah. I is. think if you do the roasty, roasty badly, yeah, it, you're yeah. doing a bad job. Mm. You need to get Soft your Soft in the middle, crispy on the outside. Very crispy. It needs mm. to be Crispy. Doused in gravy uh, Duck duck fat I heard is good for that You've been
0: watching Nigella I'd say yeah, yeah. Too much um, I like a good carrot Cura. A good carrot Yeah a good carrot Interesting Yeah I, I think that caught you off guard didn't it Yeah But yeah, yeah. Well, what defines a good carrot for you? Um, yeah good question <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know what defines a good carrot Something with a lot of flavour um, Not too al dente So not too crunchy um, nice and soft for all um, you Italians out there <laughs> we're coming
1: to your country very soon
0: not too soft um, yeah that would be a, a, that would define a good carrot for me girl.
1: yeah mm. interesting mm
0: ham turkey, stuffing carrots, potatoes. Well, it has
1: to be the carrot. No one else. I, I think,
0: I, think I, I, I I. would tend to agree with you on the sense How <laughs> Can we move on for this, <laughs> <please>? <laughs> I, I, But Let's just underpin it. I would tend to agree that a good roasty makes a good Sunday dinner. But yes, okay. Kieran, yeah. we we shall move on. On this week's podcast, Kieran, we have the usual uh, shenanigans of the Premier League, the FA Cup, the League of Ireland around the world in 60 seconds. We also have another edition, Kieran, of the acclaimed... Managerial chopping block. Claimed <laughs> <Glad laughs> by who says I. says me to you to him. Um we have that coming back. We have get it out as always. Yeah, firstly, um I think we should talk about our upcoming trip to Oh East. Milan. Milan Bergamo. Yeah. Um booked on a whim, curl, I think it's where it says The
1: spontaneity of it all that Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Ourselves There's- Dave, Gary Vav. <laughs> i coming to a Milan near you <laughs>
1: and I can tell you that there is a Milan slash Bergamo special on the way
0: on the way Um yeah and you know what, it's gonna be I, I think our best episodes are the ones when they're just spontaneous on tour on tour yeah. you know the, the kind of um like the little airport updates, stuff like that, where we just get like lost in translation because we're, we're so we're like dogs who see shiny things. We're so easy distracted. So that's um, that's what's going to be the Milan Bergamo special. Come up here on. Mm-hmm. But we we will actually, you know what, Before we get into the Premier League, we will take a quick look at the goings on in the league. Warning this week here on shells one, Dundalk one on RT. The big game again. That's three games in a row now for shells and RT. Um. The game away to Rovers and the game at home to Derry, of which we were rained out here, on of course. But the game on Friday between Shelton and Doc was a very lively one. It was one all in the end, as I said. Um, Shane Farrell gets sent off ten minutes into the game, which is far from ideal from the Shell's point of view. Um, it was a cross into the box, and I believe there was a foul on the way into the box from I want to say Andrew Quinn on the right side. He's playing like a wing backer on Friday and took down um, Tulloch to in the box. Well, it was a judge to be in the box, so it definitely was not in the box. Handbags afterwards, Farrell and, and um, Keith Ward come to heads, and I don't know what happened really, but Farrell gets sent off in the end. Robbie Benson steps up to take the penalty, and it was a lovely save from Conor Cairns, who saved it twice. Shells actually had a goal then, I don't know if you've seen this, um, from a from a free kick around the halfway line. Evan Caffrey caught um Shepard shepherd and go for the dark his line and shepherd's like running back towards the goal uh, kind of like a jordan pickford job where he gets a hand on it and hits the crossbar and then barrett tries to get in in front of shepherd and i i don't know if it was a foul i think i think it should have stood and now it's probably incredibly biased for me to say but um shepherd doesn't have full control of the ball um so that's why barrett goes gets a foot in and then shepherd goes down holding his face when um, Paddy Barrett's booted knock on air's face puts it in to make a 1-0 but the ref ruled it out um, Shells came out in the second half then um, I think it was Caffrey who won the penalty for Shells Jack Moylan slotted away and at that point I, I remember saying to Dave and the lads, was like I wouldn't be surprised if Shells held on here because when dark weren't a lot at that point um, they bring on Pat Hoban who kind of made a bit of a difference Paul Doyle as well and they started launching crosses into the box, and it was it was hard for Shells to defend. And it was Ryan Tullock who got the equaliser in the eighty fourth minute. It was a lovely finish from the outside of the box, and it dribbles in. But it was it was very much a game of high quality. Um, yeah, tough side to break down for Shells. So another good result for Shells. Who I think we're I think we're still fifth in the table now. Yeah, Or sixth in the table. Um, two points behind Sligo, but still ahead of the Dark and the Chasing Pack. Um, Bowles 2, on. Drawing a nail, Paddy Kirk, Declan McDade with a goal in the ninety-third minute. Bowsers, um, are, bowsers are still top, yeah, by five points.
1: Interesting. Mm. I, 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 listen to these away wins all, all stack up. Mm. You know um, they're getting away wins like the likes of Cork and the likes of them. Um, was it Derry the other week? So the win against Derry was a yeah. real
0: slog as well The week before that, Pats as well.
1: I, I think these away wins are very big.
0: Mm. They like Bowes have only lost three games so far this season to Shells Rovers and Pats and like we discussed last week they're the big games for Bows really against Pats and Rovers and Shells and then Derry as well so when they're picking up points against Derry away that's, that's massive to them um, I still think Rovers are going to go on a run at some point like they beat Pats 2 on Friday which we move on to now Um. I think they'll they'll probably get up there and and win the league by a couple of points Johnny Kenny and Trevor Clark on the score sheet for Rovers against Pats Um, Pats were on some run of form before this game as well so I was surprised that they did lose 2-0 like you look at the previous games before that it was 2-0 Rovers, 3-0 at home to UCD 4-0 at home to Cork 3-1 away to Jordan and then 3-2 away to Bowles as well so they were on good form before that they're away to Derry um, this Friday so that, that's a massive game there and then lastly on Friday evening Derry 3 Cork 1 Thunday Oulabi with a late uh, consolation goal really didn't really mean much in the end Ronan Boyce uh, Michael Duffy and Colin Wheel on the score sheet for Derry as they, I don't think they've had too many away wins so far this season so that was a big result down in Cork Cork are really struggling at the minute
1: Are you surprised at how badly they're they're struggling? in the league
0: Cork yeah, yeah. I, I think I am like look don't get me wrong they are a good side They've, they've, I said they haven't got many wins away right from home they've literally beaten shells away right from home um, Rovers and UCD so like, they are still quite a good side but Cork at the minute I know there was a bit of money put into the club in the off season so a lot of people might have expected them to be doing better than what they are doing but look it's a tough league to navigate they're only up so uh, I think staying up is the kind of main thing they want to achieve hmm. they're 4 points ahead of UC at the bottom of the minute and then 4 points off driving in eight. Um, the league is so tight though you know what I mean if Cork were to go and win 2 or 3 games like could find themselves in 5th you know what I mean that, yeah. that's how the league tends operate and then the last game Kiran, on Saturday evening Sligo 3 UCD 1 Max Matter, 8 goals in 11 games Kiran. go on you, you look <laughs> a bit of Max matter don't
1: you I, I think um there's a big move coming yeah, Because um, he's a top scorer now. Mm-hmm. Eight goals and eleven. I think he's two ahead of Graham Burke. Mm, I so, tend to agree. Um I think he's doing very well. In a in a Sligo team you wouldn't expect to uh, do as well as they have so far.
0: Well there's a lot of like kind of international players like Frank Livak who plays for Sligo. I think he I, I think I, I was I was covering the Sligo game a couple of weeks ago and he's a full Estonian international, like. <laughs> like some of these players are really good, like Matt himself is a new Zealand international um, Poynacker at centre half he's a New Zealand international Hartman at, at right mid he got two on the day against UCD I think he's a full German underage international so like these players are good um,
1: a top scouting network in the parts of Sligo. <laughs> <Slogan, yeah. laughs> um
0: I don't know how they're going to sustain like throughout the season I, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll be up towards the top of the league I'd say where they are now is probably where they'll finish which isn't bad um, but yeah there's definitely good players there I think for Sligo I think they've conceded a goal in every game this season I think so that's something they'll if want they have Maxwell
1: Maxwell Mata up front though. they're, Maxwell, uh, you know they're in good hands <laughs>
0: his name is literally not <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's up there week, we'll look at now Kieran the other goings on on Friday evening Arsenal 3 Southampton 3 a home dinger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always find it funny that like people still keep up to date with what's going on outside of the match itself. Like, in the studio the week, you had people watching the Masters on the phone because the game was that bad. Um, and this week was no different. Um, obviously, it was a better game on Friday against some But you still got sprin- sprinkles of the Premier League. Uh, we were there, and it was, I think it was, it was nil all at the time. And someone in the crowd just goes, Southampton are winning 2-0. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? And then everyone checks their phone look at a live score. And then, obviously, we went to 2-1. But it was, it was that 3-1, collect the car with the goal for Southampton. The header at the back post. The like People were like going, what the fuck is going on? Now, there's yeah. obviously a few Arsenal fans as well. So, they were kind of up the walls. Um, the game itself, Alcarez, one minute in. I have no idea what the Arsenal fans were doing for this girl
1: yeah I thought Alcatraz was really good though in how he how he scored Alcatraz Alcatraz <laughs> is that
0: what your name <laughs> <laughs> what no that's his, that's his name oh yeah okay yeah.
1: Alcatraz yeah yeah I thought it was really good yeah, yeah. the whole game like even the pass for Theo Walcott the,
0: the Walcott goals B- beautiful like, way to pass finished. yeah yeah the way to pass mm. there it's, it's such a lovely finish. Yeah, yeah. And
1: it's so hard to perfect that, mm. and I think Theo didn't celebrate. And you are like, why aren't you celebrating, Theo? Come mm. on, it's been about nine years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I kind of wanted Theo Walcott to celebrate. That mm. would be funny. But yeah, he puts some two nil up, and then Arsenal, I think, showed resilience in a way. I, I don't think again holding is doing them any favors at the back. Absolutely not. Um, I think they've conceded uh, umpteen goals since uh, Saliba exited the defence. And um I think it was fitting in a way that Odegaard and Saka were the ones that put them back in it because mm. in my opinion they've carried Arsenal the whole yeah, season themselves with. themselves
0: and Saliba Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So um yeah, I think they showed a bit of resilience there. So who knows? It's all coming into that game against City, but I think a great point for Southampton as well.
0: Yeah, a massive point for Southampton and it was funny, like when they're three one up, I'd say every single one of the players is gone. Looking at the clock on. Jesus Christ, this clock ever hurry up? It's like, it's like when you work a few days and work and then your day off just flies in. And yeah. Like, where the fuck's the time gone? Um, Arsenal, as you said, look at 2-0 down, Sanchenko gets in like a bit of a huddle and I was going, this is a bit, you know what I mean? It's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, I can see the idea behind it, you know, trying to get, trying to get, I suppose, the players back on site, but they, they weren't performing at the time. They really weren't. And, um, I think I still do think it's an odd thing to do it shows that the pressure's gotten to them I think when, when Zinchenko's doing that you know, midway through a half not even midway through a half you know, 15 minutes into a half um, when Colette de Carr scores as well every single Arsenal player's head just drops and you're like it's not looking good breath and it was the recent Nelson substitution I think we talked about him before in the podcast current, comes on, done really well to <clears throat> help Arsenal get back into it
1: what do you think of the Sui from uh, Alcatraz? I
0: thought it was weird, to be honest with you. In the I, first minute, yeah, I thought yeah, it was it's like There's 89 minutes left here, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. No, look, it's a big mouth for them. <laughs> that was man. quite fun, either. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> but, like, Southampton, when you're 3 1 up there, you're kind of gone, right? Just hold on. Because three points to them, on at the bottom of the table would have been massive. If they didn't get it, they get one point. It's a good point away the to Arsenal. So I still think they're down for relegation, though.
1: Mm, it is it's quite tight though again mm. but we'll see um, we move on now to maybe some irrelevant games Adam
0: Fulham 2 Leeds 1 <laughs> this is sort of relevant for Leeds but, yeah it is quite relevant uh, um, Harry Wilson went an absolute belt over goal Kieran, to make it 1-0 and then it was Pereira to make it 2-0 in the 72nd minute a Pellinia slash a Patrick Bamford goal um, to make it 2-1 to fall or to bring Leeds back into sorry. Um but it wasn't enough. Leeds couldn't do anything else. Cameron, what were your thoughts of the game?
1: I thought um, Meslier was horrific. As per. Um and I do think this is a serious problem. I don't know. I don't really trust his positioning in goal. Mm. I think um, it's something that Leeds probably have to address at this point. Because in my opinion, he was at fault for both goals here. Yeah, and when you're in a relegation fight, it tends to not look good if one of your players. Is letting you down That much mm. um, Do you think Mesley is good enough
0: I think he's brutal I think he's very young I think that's the, That's the one mm. discernible thing About me Is that he's young And he can improve And he's been playing At a high level For Leeds But this is his Third season Premier League I think So you always have That kind of like oh, He's playing at a high level He's not that bad But I think in general His, his position is very poor
1: Yeah I think his position Is worrying mm. You know It's costing a lot of goals mm. As well as the defence
0: yeah, Kieran, we'll move to Leeds' opponent tonight. Leicester 2, Wolves 1. Mateus Cunha on the sheet. I still can't believe he plays for Wolves. Kelechi Iheanacho in the 27th minute with an and then Castania with a winner in the 75th minute for Dean Smith. I hate Dean Smith. Um, For Dean Smith's side, I'm I, it's not personal. I don't mean it in a bad way. It is personal. It's very personal. Yeah, um, yeah I, I thought it was a great result for Leicester. I thought they played very well I thought the formation at the start of the game was a strange one I think they started with three strikers didn't they Ian Acho, Daka Tete on the right hand side the so they really went all out of attack hmm. and it paid off in the end um, for Leicester and yeah it's a good result for them
1: they're out of the drop zone now as so. well
0: for the moment for the moment um, I, don't, I don't trust Dean Smith I don't think he's I don't reign at all to be honest you know, I think he's a bit of a bit of a charity, like you look at the teams he's managed, Villa, Norwich, Leicester, Brentford, Walsall, like he brought Norwich, he brought Norwich down to me, um, Aston Villa as well, he was terrible with them until Steve G came in for that period um, while he was good, um, I think he's relegation fodder. to me, I think he'll stay there with Leicester till, till the summer, um, if they stay up, they'll get rid of him, if they don't, he'll stay, yeah, that'd be my thoughts on Deansville.
1: as these managers tend to uh, to do yeah. yeah um, we move to Brentford 1 Aston Villa 1 yeah Ivan Tony again scoring
0: A great goal as well would I
1: yeah A lovely finish Um. now that makes it 19 goals for the season for him mm. I looked at the top 3 scorers in the league you have Haaland 32 Kane 24 Tony 19 mm. where do you think Tony ends up if he gets out of this betting conundrum,
0: <laughs> well, he won't. <laughs> he won't get out of that. I, I, think. I genuinely think Dave. I was sitting with Dave watching, watching this this match, and I think a move. I, I think he's what Chelsea needs. I, think I hundred percent. Yeah, agree. I think he'd be unreal at Chelsea. And um, just a player who's there at the right time, put put the goals away, right positioning. You know, Chelsea haven't got a striker at the minute, and but all the money they've spent. It's mad to think that they haven't. I think Ivan Tony would be a very shrewd piece of business for Chelsea.
1: Yeah. And uh, Villa also doing well this season. I think this was a sort of stalemate between two teams that are doing quite well and mm-hmm. um, punching above their weight, maybe, this season.
0: Well, like you look at Villa now, they're sixth in the table, 32 games played, 51 points, a point ahead of Liverpool with a game more played, two points behind Spurs with the same amount of games played. You, if you offered Aston Villa fan that at the start of the season, they'd have bitten your hand off. Yeah. So it's not it's not surprising at all. I do think, um, you and I, Emery, like look at if Villa were to get Champions League football, which I I don't think will happen. But if they were, you're talking manager of the series, season material. like Good evening. Yeah. Good evening. Good morning, <laughs> as he said last week. Um, we're just looking at the table here, Brighton as well. Twenty nine games played, forty nine points they could very well get into Europe as well we'll yeah, um, later on we will we'll we discuss Liverpool 3 Forest 2 Kieran um, brutal yeah uh, there's some of the goals in this were criminal
1: <laughs> like and I mean criminal um, said peace defending Shock, shocking honestly
0: yeah well this is the thing especially for a team towards the end of the table like Forest what, what you would say For a situation like this is right. If we can be defensively solid, structurally sound, don't concede too many goals from corners, from set pieces, get get the odd goal up the other end, then we should be alright to stay up. Every single goal Liverpool scored was from a set piece. Every single goal was like they're good goal, don't get me wrong, they're good finishes. But the defending, especially the, the toward one for Salah. Is. And the second one for Jota is absolutely criminal. The
1: Jota one. Yeah. It's 4B5. Mm, there were five Liverpool players in the yeah. box.
0: Jota has about three touches as well before he strikes the ball. <laughs>
1: Crazy, it's like. Some of the worst And I feel sorry for Nevis in goal because yeah. he, he'd never experienced something like that before. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'd say, I was saying today, I'd say <laughs> Kyler Navas, watch your man's name, Renan Loddy, and then Felipe because they all played for like Atletico Madrid and PSG. I say they have a group chat themselves, I'm just like, What the is going on? <laughs> like what do we do for ourselves? You know what I mean? Um a quick look at Forrest's goal as well, by the way. Neko Williams with a goal, um, Gibbs White with a goal as well. Both deflected in which I think for me in anyways it's very annoying because
1: I really liked the Gibbs White Daisy cutter. I thought that was a yeah, great yeah, goal. It was. the way he struck it on the volley to mm. down to the ground. I don't think there was no luck about
0: that one, but I don't I, I don't think it was luck about either of them. I just think from a Liverpool point of view, and they go in off reflection. it's so frustrating. Yeah. You know, and, like, I think Liverpool would be happy to get the 3-2 in naturally enough. Salah again, breaking records with that goal. The cross from the right-hand side. And I don't know how he gets in front of this man. I think it's Freuler marking him. <laughs> he just stands in front of him, just, like, slots <laughs> into the back net and you're going, right, it's a nice goal. But at the same time, you're going, I watched that. the fuck's the defending
1: like I watched that and said immediately Forest are going down they're the first team that I'm like they're nailed on to be on there. Yeah. the way they're defending is, is a fucking criminal
0: I think them and Southampton yeah. are like are gone I think you can say that I don't think everything I don't think everything are in a good position either but we'll move on great segue but I said they're gone <laughs> everything nil Crystal Palace nil um, Roy Hodgson comes out after the game and says I feel sorry for where everything are at the minute um, to which I say No we don't Roy I don't feel sorry at all um, They've themselves to blame
1: He's such a gent
0: Roy He is hmm. You're um, You're, looking like you're a doppelganger <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah look it, it was It was one of them games I, I was looking at this uh, On match of day And I was actually looking I was eating a pizza max While I was doing it by the way Pizza max shout to them Pizza max of Cabra by the way okay. Have you ever had a pizza max?
1: I have yeah I had it recently Different gravy yeah, I think it's definitely disimproved though. It used to be much better. But,
0: yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm only a new i a new kid on the block, but whoever. Um I was watching this with my ma and Dave on Match today. Only known that Liverpool had won three 2 I, I and that Man City had won three 0 against Sheffield United. Right. Um I tend to when I'm sitting down to watch a Match today, and I know I'm sitting down to watch it, I tend to try and avoid everything else other than like Liverpool. So I I, said to, I sat there with my ma and my ma goes Oh, Everton are playing Palace. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she goes, What scores And I goes, I've no idea, but I bet you I bet you it ends in the loss. I just had a I was just looking at it I was going, neither of these teams are scoring goals, and neither of them did. It was a terrible game of football. I,
1: I think it was as well, Adam, and um it's just pure Deutsch ball mm. and and why, why ball as well mm. to a certain extent. Why but, why indeed? <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a bigger point for Palace than it is Everton. Um yeah. I think the fact that they're getting the points now. I think that's going to bring them over the line. And mm. um, you look at Everton's next six. I think I said to you earlier they have mm. Newcastle, Brighton, Man City all to play, and they're playing Leicester in the next two games as well. So if they lose to Leicester and they lose all four of them games, I think they're destined to go down. what the thing—I know I'm saying this for every every other team, but
0: the thing is, at this point of the season, you need to start picking up three points. Yeah, that's you know I think primary to do, and if you're in the position that everything are in a nil all away to Palace isn't a good result especially when Palace are down there kind of scrapping as well like you look at I suppose the Bournemouth West Ham game which we move on to now Carol, <laughs> um, Bournemouth to nil West Ham 4 West Ham needed to win there they needed to pick up three points and they go over there and absolutely spank Bournemouth and that's what they needed if they had went there and drawn nil all won all um, come away with a draw even losing it you're really worried about West Ham you yeah. know what I mean they're after winning there they're into a semi final of the conference league
1: I think that that momentum from that game mm. sort of gave them the push yeah. to win Yeah, I think it was a big confidence boost mm. to win win that conference league a and people league. say the conference league means jack shit mm. like we haven't talked about it once in the last four weeks other than the draw yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it is good for confidence to be in Europe I think that yeah. might have helped them slightly
0: well I think a lot a lot of managers will say the same thing where mm if a team has rhythm and they gain confidence then they become fairly unstoppable Now I'm not saying West Ham are unstoppable because Liverpool are playing West Ham tomorrow night but when you have a good squad which I think West Ham do have the goods of a good squad you'll start picking up wins eventually you know what I mean I think there was real worry that they were going to you know go down at one point but the two all draw with Arsenal and then this 4-0 win this, this will be what will keep West Ham up you know what I mean those four points come down the season are as big as any I think looking at Bournemouth real quick um, after the result way to Spurs you're kind of saying right, Bournemouth could be safe I was looking at the table there and I think they might be um, I think they're getting
1: sucked so back then to be honest with
0: you. well they're in the same points as West Ham now I think yeah um, it's hard to know though yeah well th- these are the things but like three points this co- time of season for a relegation team are massive yeah massive because you can go up two or three positions all the goals for West Ham's point of view all came from crosses if you're Gary O'Neill who used to play for West Ham you're pulling out your hair because every every single goal, not that they were the same, obviously they were very different. I think Antonio's comes from a corner. Paquette's comes from across from right hand side from Kufal. Royce Royce's goal comes from a corner. A lovely he thunder into the back of the net. And then Fornals with a scorpion kick, but again from across from right hand side. If you're Eddie if anyhow Eddie excuse me, if you're Gary O'Neill, you're really frustrated with that. I, I was frustrated looking at it. I, I don't give a show you Melbourne. You know,
1: it's all dependent on the next few games for Melbourne. I think thirty three might be enough to stay up. Mm. But I I think to be safe they need another three or six points.
0: We we were talking about this earlier, we? It's so it's so hard to predict because like from thirteenth down, so West are on twenty four points, Wolves twenty-four, Bournemouth thirty-three, Leeds twenty-nine, Leicester twenty eight, Everton twenty eight, Forest twenty seven, Southampton twenty four. I think it's safe to say Southampton on. I I would I'd be putting the deeds to my house on Southampton being relegated at this very moment. Um Forest Everton Leicester Leeds there, it's going to be two of them that come down. Yeah,
1: I mean, you could say Southampton are gone, but a win at any stage would put them back in the home to stay up.
0: But this, um, I just can't see them picking up a win. This yeah. is my only problem. Like, they're at home to Bournemouth on Thursday, which is a bit of a derby as well. That's a big game. So that is a massive game. You look at them away Forest. to Newcastle, away to Forest, you know, a home to Fulham, away to Brighton and a home to Liverpool. Like, Brighton and Fulham haven't got anything to play for so you could see them maybe picking up points there in terms of just playing a team that haven't got much to play I know Brighton you could say are playing for Europe but um, Liverpool on the last day of the season again Liverpool could be playing for Europa League or for Champions League football at that point you don't know for Southampton for me that is it's the games they'll be looking to win is going to be Fulham or, or Brighton because Newcastle they're still in the hunt for Champions League, they're gonna to want to win that. Forest at home on a Monday night, that is a massive game.
1: I I think if the if they beat Bournemouth and they beat Forest and maybe pick up a point or two against Fulham and Brighton, they could stay up. Mm. But it's the number what what is the number to stay up? What do you think? They usually say forty, don't they? I don't think it'd be forty.
0: I don't I think I think thirty three, maybe or thirty four. I mean, looking at this, I think it's gonna be about forty five. Yeah, I can't see Leeds unless they're picking up that many points I I, I, I fancy that I to finish a draw tonight everything, I, I can't see everything picking up a win this is this is my real problem I, I think I said it in our prediction of the Premier League running I think I had them picking up a point at home to uh, Man City but the way Man City are playing now I can't see that happening either mm-hmm. maybe at home to Newcastle but again I, I can't see these things happening Forrest I think Forrest are in a bad way they've overcomplicated things by having so many players you look at their running Brighton at home tomorrow Brentford away Like Brentford have nothing to play for you have seen them dropping points this weekend so Hampton at home Chelsea away Arsenal at home I think that Arsenal's was a big one. I really do believe that Arsenal game is a big game because Arsenal are still got to think they're in the fight for, for the Premier League Forrest are fighting to stay up Forrest at home is a tough place to go I think it's probably the most exciting thing about Premier League at the minute the relegation
1: yeah yeah. top 4 battle could get interesting as well um, I could, I could, yeah. we'll move quickly into Newcastle 6 Adam hmm. it's
0: 4 as 1 the history of the Tottenham it's the history of the Tottenham it's so bad was not it horrendous So so bad
1: um, and to be honest with you I think it's the most shambolic 20 minutes I've ever seen mm. on a football pitch yeah, you had players running around like headless chickens not mm. knowing what they wanted to do mm. you had the likes of Perisage a natural winger mm. playing as a conventional left back mm. um, Pedro Alparo
0: on the, on the right back position mm. you can't defend
1: it's it's a shambolic display of tactics and to be honest with you I'm not surprised he got sacked mm. um, even the Lloris change at half time mm. for Fraser Foster yeah. you can't say you know, Lloris came out after captain of the club as well by the way Came out afterwards and said he had a hip injury. I don't believe it. Mm. I really don't. I think I think he might have said something to the manager. Um, like, what are you fucking doing? And he took mm. him off then. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, we're probably gonna. This is probably gonna lead us into our managerial chopping block. But we looked the game real quick. Jacob Murphy with two goals. Joel Hinton with a goal. Isaac with two goals. Isaac's goals is and the two goals he got in two minutes. By the way, both of them are fucking great finishes. The ball by Willock, I think, it was for the fourth goal. So, his fourth one. Oh, my God. Splits his fourth defence in half. He's actually chewing on goal. And I was I was looking at this with Dave on Sunday afternoon. And when he got through on goal, we were like, ah, oh, this is for now. There's no way he's missing this. Yeah. And he just strolled up to Lloris, put it into the back of net and went, hold that. Hold that. Second goal from Isaac. Nice play on the right-hand side. And this was... This is really funny because me and Dave were like sat up you not know, like when you're playing a game of FIFA and he gets tough and you kind of sit in your chair mm. we were like sat up in our chair like looking at the Teddy so intently going this could be like a cricket score Izak gets in on his right foot lashes it in and then the screams come down <laughs> me and Dave we were pissing ourselves off because it was so <laughs> bad like it was genuinely like it's the worst ever it's the worst I've seen anyone playing probably like up there in the nice like you can bring up Derby County losing 8-0 or whatever this game 5-0 uh, 20 minutes in you're going this could be about 14-0 like, because every time Newcastle went through you're going they're going to score here um,
1: he's like when you set him up as well it's so cynical mm. if you set him in if you put him in
0: Sarah comes off for Sanchez who was booed off against Bournemouth I, I think this club is so funny like,
1: um, why wasn't he starting ahead of Dyer that's why I was I think he's better than Dyer I think they're as bad as each other
0: mm. and Romero on the day as well but like. Romero so bad <laughs> like for the big money signing that he is and he's a bit of a shit house. you know it's a bit like the way United you know, fans see Lissandro Martinez someone who like comes in bashes players about Romero's hopeless like hopeless headless chicken he was crying as well mm. Harry Kane gets a goal in the 49th minute for himself for his ego little stat pad exactly Colin Wilson then in the sixty seventh minute makes a 6-1 to Newcastle This fellow, Ronaldo, is a cod. So, Kiron, our cod of the week this week is... <laughs> Christian Stellini. He was also our third edition of Kiron. The uh, managerial champion of Kiron he's sacked. Another one bites us, this. Another one bites us this. As grandstand players as well. This is going to be terrible, ugly. <laughs> Stellini, he was in the job because of Antonio Conte. And he's at the losing job because of what Antonio Conte left behind. Real quick before this <laughs> terrible concoction ends, Kiron, who um, are Spurs getting in? Spurs, um, I think it'll be Nagelsman. I'm going to say Will Still. Will Still. Mm.
1: But yeah, that was our first ever edition of Meshed.
0: Meshed, Cod of the Week, and Managerial Chant Block. Sorry if anyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> along, on, Kiron we we'll look at the FA Cup semi-finals real briefly um, Manchester City 3 Sheffield United 0 uh, Riyad Mahrez hat-trick
1: very interesting I think he, he's obviously pissed off that he's not starting games mm. and I think he is a very good player mm. like this this is the thing with City they have all these unbelievable players in their mm. squad like the likes of Mahrez can just come in at any point and bury 3 against Sheffield mm. you know what I mean
0: the defending for some of the goals I think it was a third goal was
1: it's fairly ominous wasn't it
0: <sighs> Criminal. I had money on Sheffield United to win, by the uh, way.
1: What the hell are you I'm a bad gambler you like do? so. Um
0: yeah, look at I, I think this Man City e. side are becoming unstoppable towards the end of the season, and it's a frightening prospect. Um Paul Heckingbottom, the Sheffield United manager, is a bit of a, a novice, I think, towards management. I think he, he was a manager of a, a secondary skill football team at one point, and then he was a manager of Leeds. I believe um, they're, the they're going up I think so, yeah. I I like Sheffield United. Yeah. Um. I don't really like Heckenbottom, though. Shout out to Ian because I know he hates him too. Um. For no reason. I know because he managed Leeds very poorly, <laughs> um, and Ian just loves how a grudge against against old Leeds managers. Um. Yeah. Look at Marais different gravy on the day against Man of the Match. Um. I don't. I don't think there's much else to at Home City deserved the funny.
1: Yeah, I was looking at this. Um. And. It looked like the stadium was half empty at half time. Yeah, it's frustrating they were like, let's leave <laughs> we're mm. losing. What's the point?
0: It's frustrating. It yeah. was it was there was a lot of empty seats from the Man City fans and the Sheffield United fans. Um I think there's an ongoing kind of divide between the north and south of England in that you know, why is an FA Cup semi final being played in London? If both teams are from the north of England, like surely you can play in Old Trafford or yeah. one of the stadiums up there. So that that's why a lot of city fans are citing that um, the, the the cost of travel and tickets, etc. to to Wembley was too much. But um, I just think it's a lack of fans. We move on to Brighton nil, Manchester United nil. Kieran, um, this game reminded me of like an old FA Cup semi-final in which both teams were afraid to kind of break each other down in case it costs them so they're afraid of kind of making that extra pass Brighton were in on goal so many times and didn't shoot um, for me really deserved to kind of go through gets the penalties then
1: both, both goalkeepers were excellent on the day
0: yeah they were good De
1: Gea and Sanchez
0: comes the penalty shootout though and not one of them saves the penalty
1: and Sanjay should have saved him. Mm. He should have saved I think he should have saved it uh, was it the or one? He yeah. got a big hand right hand to it.
0: It's frustrating because Man United as a team and Dav de Gea is a goalkeeper, I don't think he saved any of his last like twenty penalties. Which is a sensational stat. You know what I mean? So when it got the penalties, I said today was like Brighton are gonna win this with an ease. We were looking at this email somebody Sunday round spot, um in the halfway house shout to them and we were like United are either going to win this with ease or sorry Brighton are either going to win this with ease just slightly. every penalty away or United are going to win as a result of Brighton missing a penalty and it's Sonny March who takes the penalty skies over the bar I don't know if you've seen his penalty in the league cup against Bristol City no it's the last time he took a penalty in a penalty shoot <laughs> the same exact penalty to the right goes over Um. Yeah, for from a Brian point of view, because I think it was a great chance of the trophy for them. Mm. But a Manchester Derby FA Cup final, Kieran, um, your predictions?
1: My early predictions, uh, based on form and such, is Man City to win, obviously. Mm. But I think it would be I I really do think United have a chance. Um with City so focused on other trophies mm. and and pursuing them. I think this is a chance a good chance that a cup double for United, so yeah, I'm going to say another nil-all, extra time, penalties, and then whoever wins, wins.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say Manchester City 3-0 in the final. I think they'll have too much 3 mm. Um And yeah, Karan, that's, I suppose that's the weekend that was in football. Um, your God of the Week, Carol. God
1: of the Week. Um, I, I think there's only one winner for me. I'm going to give it to Alcatraz of Southampton.
0: I'm going to give mine to... I'm going to give mine to, to Alexander Isak. I thought he ran him up against Spurs the two goals are great Yeah, Spurs are so bad Goal of the week Adam Goal of the week I don't think you can look for it, for than Pablo Farnell's Oh yeah I the exact same yeah. Scorpion it's a Great
1: goal And he cried afterwards
0: <laughs> Yeah I, I'd cry as well if I had to do that <laughs> So what? I don't it'll think. be painful like, yeah, yeah I'd say like, <laughs> the contortion on your body and then <laughs> landing flat on your face I'd imagine it's quite sore it's a very unnatural unholy it position is. isn't well, I wouldn't say unholy it's yeah. definitely unnatural <laughs> we're going to move on now to around the world in 60 seconds have you got Daft Punk queued up yeah beep 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 <laughs> um, around the world in 60 seconds starting off in Germany Mainz 3 Bayern Munich 1 and Borussia Dortmund for track Frankfurt nil, which means Borussia Dortmund's move one point ahead of Bayern Munich with nine games left. Thomas Tuchel finding it tough so far back in the Bundesliga in France late drama nonce as non straw 2 all with Troyes um, out of bent with a 90 second minute like winner at the time for Troyes, but it was a good song equalising the 96th minute for Nantes who um, remain just one point ahead of relegations on Dominic the yeah. they have uh, a French FA Cup final coming up next week against Toulouse um, we are in the Nantes camp in Scotland Ciarán goals from Liam Scales and Bojan Miesowski, Um see Aberdeen win 2-0 over Rangers Celtic lead the league by 13 points as it stands in Italy Atalanta 3 Roma 1 um, a, a loss for Jose Mourinho on his return to the Serie A following a victorious uh, quarterfinal against Feyenoord in the Europa League. Raspadori 93rd minute winner for Napoli over Juventus. And in Spain, to finish off the league that shall not be named, Barcelona won 1-0, a goal through Ferran Torres in the 44th minute means Barcelona stay top. Sevilla with a 2-1 win over Villarreal as they leave it late with Enya Siri with a 94th minute winner, And That was around the world in 60 seconds.
1: Yeah, interesting enough, that top four race in Italy is heating up right as we go over. Right Right as
0: we go over, Kiron.
1: That's going to be very interesting.
0: The Milan Bergamo. I'm (laughs) going to call it Bergamo just to frustrate you. Um, Special coming up soon, (laughs) Kirano. Moving on now to the acclaimed. Get it out! As always, I think it's the I think it's the populace's favourite part of the podcast, Carol. you think the populace in general. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. i I agree. I mean, I don't know what the populace thinks, but I'd agree.
0: I, th- I think, I mean, the general population.
1: We'll have to do a little poll
0: and see. We will, we will. But we're going to get right into it. All <laughs> the pictures in this is it. I know, yeah. Well, Gary Vav this week, who's he, just put pictures <laughs> in of Lindelof and says, What did you think of Lindelof against Brighton? and then a picture of bootlegger says does any man deserve promotion more than bootlegger so we move on we get right, on to those yeah, questions interesting. as they come um, starting off with Ian who says favourite sponsor ever on your club's jersey Well, um, that's a great one it's a great question yeah. do you want to start Samsung Samsung yeah
1: iconic the classic Carlsberg Liverpool. Carlsberg yes mm. there's nothing better than Carlsberg
0: I really loved like to have on the jerseys in the mid, like late 90s early 2000s Juleks, I think we're on the jersey. Juleks paint. Yeah, yeah, with the dog. Remember the big Julux dog? <laughs> the dog wasn't on the jersey, but I just I, that reminds me of the dog. Um Ian also says thoughts on the EP lineup this year. I'm gonna pull it up now, Jamie. Um, as Joe Rogan would say. EP. EP Festival. They updated, I believe, the uh lineup there uh, I don't know how good it is now, but we'll have a look real quick. The headliners on the Friday are Billy Eilish. Lyle Horn, Kieran, out with ten, what would you rate that?
1: Uh, I'd give it a five. I give it
0: a three. Mm. Nah, no, no interest in them. Saturday, Fred again and Lewis Capaldi. Um, I'll give that a six. I'll give that a one just because Fred again at EP last year was fucking fairly sensational.
1: Yeah, I mean, I disagree with that because we almost got smothered. But yeah, I know. One, but he's gonna
0: be on the main stage this week. Mm, we'll see. Or this year even. Um, the Sunday is the Killers, and then they have a blurred out act, which they're not sharing for the minute, but. Predictions on that Blurred out act Kieran?
1: Blurred out act I'm going to say It is It could be um, I'm going to say Arcade Fire. Why not
0: Arcade Fire. Imagine um, I'm going to say Arctic Monkeys again Because I think That looks like Arctic Monkeys Blurred out Kieran, To me
1: Yeah I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't go and see Arctic Monkeys again But yeah We
0: literally, we literally are going to see Arctic Monkeys and so on. Well that's what I mean We're see um, The killers And Unknown Kieran, what, what would you rate that out of 10
1: Tree. I'm
0: not I'm not the biggest
1: fan of the Killers but
0: they have got a few tunes Yeah, I mean I wouldn't
1: go and see them you know I, I'm being very negative I know the, the, the
0: coaching national anthem of um, Mr. Brightside will be playing so you oh. shall see that other <laughs> um, access oh. polls include Idols Rick Astley which is fucking hilarious Tom O'Dell which you'll need a few um, tissues out that because he will be sobbing girl mm. Steve Lacey Pink Panthers oh god <laughs> the boys a <are> liar. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I suppose that's the interplanetary criminal. Um, another one, there's the Wolf Towns, which is going to be fucking great, to be fair. The Saw Doctors, the Merry Wallopers. I mean, it's not great, is it?
1: It's not what it was last year. I think last year's it was uh, absolutely sensational. Sensational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sensational. I mean, Steve Lacey was going to be good, but.
0: I wish I knew you wanted me. Um, Jack Ryan says This is the Gary Vav section of the podcast You <laughs> would be right Good man Jack Thanks for the segue Because Gary Vav says Thoughts on Victor Lindelof's performance Against Brian on Sunday
1: Who's Victor Lindelof?
0: He's the Swedish fellow who plays three nights. Oh I didn't even know I thought he did alright to be fair yeah. It was a lovely penalty to win it as well He's, Gary Vav also says Bootlegger um, Is there any man who deserves a promotion more than this man? Um, I don't know no no I I, I think
1: bootlegger's great
0: I think he is great but
1: he's been there from the start though
0: but I feel like there's people yeah I know but like
1: <laughs> no hold on Adam don't try making a for the sake of making contrary. Yeah, bootlegger's great he's in the, he's in our podcast intro I suppose yeah yeah
0: I don't feel like I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> degenerating the man. My spidey senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, <laughs> baby. Um, Ian says odds on the best singer at the fan tracks end of year um, shindig. Ian calls it. I put my- for anyone as far as anyone listening, we play a fancy football called fan tracks. We we are we're not that much for losing, Karen, are we? No, yeah. no we are. Oh, we are. Um, and we are having a karaoke session, Carol at the end of the season. Um, ourselves, Ian, Dave, Gary Valve. Sen Rory and Phil Mangan. <laughs> out of that group of eight, who do you think is the best singer?
1: I'd, I'd put money on you because I always hear you sing quite well. Okay. Or uh, Phil Mangan as well. There's a bit of I'd a dark horse.
0: Well, you see, the rules we have as well is whoever finishes bottom has to sing the first song. So the pressure's on Phil because he will finish bottom.
1: Hmm. Or you. He yeah. needs to pull out of the bag. He does. Yeah. He does.
0: I don't think he will, but hell <laughs> Um Keane says, should Liverpool get a proper coach like Nagelsmann in not making the top four be a second um, I couldn't disagree more I don't think Nagelsmann could manage a Tesco never mind the Premier League football team Um Ben Casey says he would win in a fight Martin King or Dolly O'Shea ooh easy one for me
1: is that the fellow off TV3 and, and the presenter of today yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. O'Shea or the Martin, Rocher, King,
0: Martin yeah. King is a, a weatherman
1: yeah that's actually a good scrap I am. Um, who, who do you fancy
0: on O'Shea all day.
1: Yeah, he has the reach. And I, th- I
0: think he'd win the fight as well. <laughs> hey, hey do you get it? Yeah. Um, yeah, he has a bigger reach. He's yeah. a taller man.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. I fancy him. i, tell, I say his jab's better as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'll go with uh, Martin King. Woods says football heritage. What other landmarks are as good as this? It's Woody in Napoli with the Diego Maradona um, mural in the background. Something I'd love to visit here on Saturday this week. Would, that's, that's last week, was I um, was there? Wow. Um, yeah, so what other football landmarks, Kiran, would you like to visit, I on? Um,
1: I really like the Eusebio outside Benfica. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Um. But in terms of other landmarks, I'd really go, like to go to the Yellow Wall. Yeah. you've never been there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's something that's in the pipeline and even
0: the new camp, I'd
1: love to visit as well.
0: San Siro for me, man. is the one I've always... I'm not going to say dreams about but I remember being young well, being young I remember when I was younger and uh, looking at the likes facing Milan against Barcelona in the Barcelona wearing like a green kit I don't know if you remember that kit yeah. with the red and navy just at the crest at, towards the chest and I remember Kevin Prince-Bautain doing like a back heel around the Barcelona defender and smashing into the back of the that's like my prime memory of the Champions League and then like you look at Milan derbies of years gone by in the San Siro the San Siro is kind of like the creme de la creme for me in football landmarks, so that'd be one I'd love to go to. And then, yeah, we are, right? <laughs> and then you have the
1: um Celtic Park as well. Celtic right?
0: Park's a big one, I'd love to, to a, I'd love to go to it. I'd love to go to it. an old hmm. friend, be unbelievable. Just on that, I did put that up on the Instagram as well. Ben Casey said, San Siro, shout out to Ben Casey's sister as always. Um, Ian said, Bocca Juniors and River Play would be one girl. Wow, I'd like to visit. James James <laughs> Shay says would you rather have an abnormally big toe or an abnormally big ear
1: oh here's another oh. One.
0: what do you get up to in your spare time Shay I'm going to go with <laughs> a great a, question it's a terrible question I'm going to go with big toe why you can cover it up I
1: don't know if you can just, just wear it's big runners just Yeah, it sticking out like on it's own it's
0: not going to be sticking out on it's
1: own though what would people think it is if you had one
0: like a big toe
1: or yeah, a bigger no a big massive toe sticking out your foot what would people uh, think it is
0: they wouldn't know Colonel. that no. wouldn't bother me like, as far as as far as the question comes down to what defines <laughs> an abnormally big toe you know what I mean <laughs> well, I think
1: you could cover up a big ear though as well with you a hat. can't cover up a big ear with girl. a hat you can't with
0: a hat you can't alright I don't think you can All I'm got a big toe and you'd have great hair as well. what so the
1: size of the ear determines the ability to hear. I mean, if your earlobe is bigger, yeah. Naturally.
0: Okay. The earlobe doesn't affect your hearing, though. No, but if if the holes in your ears are bigger. Is oh, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you're going bigger. Bigger, I'm yeah. going big, though. Um, Jamie Bowman says, take 100k up front or have the chance to win a million euro by taking a penalty versus the guy. Oh, my God.
1: Ooh. i take take
0: 100k. No, nah, i take a. k Mate, you'd fucking score a penalty against the game. Oh, I wouldn't fancy myself. Would you not? No. Oh, I'd absolutely fancy myself Of course you did. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a question that says Pochettino, go to point with Kiron. You want to talk about Mauricio Pochettino? Now's your opportunity.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't me who put this question in at all.
0: No, it was it was your friend. Yeah. Jack Rooney. Shout out to Jack. Shout out to Jack. First time offender on the podcast, I <laughs> Offender
1: <laughs> Um I think Pochettino. It's not the best appointment you can get in the world but I think it's definitely better than the last two which were Potter and Lampard. I think Pochettino has experience at the top level.
0: Yeah, I, I think in terms of wanting a yes man which is what Todd Bowley wants I don't think you can get better than Pochettino. Because <laughs> he's dealt with Levy his whole career. He's dealt with Levy at sports. No, and he's done really well at Spurs.
1: Yeah, I'd agree to a certain extent but I I do think he can bring us places. Potentially. mm but um, he needs the backing that Potter got,
0: definitely. Um, Dara says uh, PG versus ruthless aggression era in WWE. Kieran, back with the wrestling questions. Um Dara is my cousin; he's the one who put that in. Um, the PG era, I suppose, was the likes of John Cena, um, Edge, Randy Orton. On this day, I see clearly. Sheamus as well, as follows Uh
1: Finley, and Hornswoggle. Finley
0: Hornswoggle, uh, JBL, Undertaker. Versus the Ruthless Aggression Era was. Almost the same people. Yeah, Kali would have been involved. Umanga. Do you remember Umanga? Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up on the Ruthless Aggression Era, so that's what I'm going with. So from like 2002 onwards to about 2008, Court Angle, Triple H, Stone Cold, Rock. Ah, Ruthless Aggression <laughs> Ruthless <laughs> Aggression Era. All day. Quick shout out as well to Bad Bunny, the most streamed <laughs> Spotify artist in the world, is fighting Damien Priest Kiron in a San Juan. Street fight at Backlash in Puerto Rico. Um, bad Bunny, for anyone who's Puerto around. Rico, Puerto Rico is a is a Spanish, like a I suppose like a Hispanic rapper. He's massive. In He's fucking massive, man. Do the you? most streamed artist in the world.
1: And you'd be surprised because, like, uh, like the Hispanic community, I I wouldn't know much about, but mm. the amount of people that know different artists that we don't know, yeah, that are huge. Man,
0: I couldn't believe it, right? Because he was on he was on WrestleMania a couple of years ago and he just came out an hour, just short little fella. He's after beefing up because he's back wrestling again. And they were like, This is the most streamed hours on Spotify. I looked at it and he has the numbers are unbelievable. Like, um, Rosalia as well. I don't know if you're Rosalia, mm. she is massive hmm. um on Spotify as well. But yeah, Bad Bunny, Damien Priest quick prediction. Um Bad Bunny in his hometown of San Juan. Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, I read. in a San Juan, Street five. I think Bad Bunny's gonna win. Bad Bunny, understand all day. Puerto Rico. Uh, to finish the podcast this week, <laughs> Craig says best ever League of Ireland player, Um he says Gary Twig for me. Um Kieran, I'll let you answer this first. Before Glenn I'm gonna Crow. Glenn Crow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> go on, explain why.
1: Well, I don't need to explain. Go. Well, I want it's, to it's explain. It's a, it's a nostalgia year for me. I don't, mm. I don't need any reasoning or logic behind it. I'm going to say Wes Hulham did he play in the League of Ireland? Played for shows, yeah. Oh, well, he yeah. He's a good player as so. well. Wes was great, man. Seamus Coleman, Right
0: back then. Seamus Coleman's a show.
1: Although, you don't like Seamus Coleman.
0: No, it's that's because Stephen's better right back. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Wes Hoolham. Um, I love Wes. Joey and Doe. Joey and Doe. Do you know what, though? There's a few good oh, Joey and Doe. What a fella. Um, <laughs> we get him on the pod. Oh, Joey and Doe will probably do as well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good young talent in, in the League of Ireland now at the minute. And... Like it's a young players league like looking at Shells Gavin Malloy Jack Moylan Shane Farrell Matty Smith These are good young players that I can see getting the move like you have to look at Bowes' line the lineup line just to see the talent Max Mata Max Mata he's not Irish but yeah um,
1: He's going to be big though
0: He will 100% um, Like you look at Pats team Joe Redmond that centre half for Pats it's a cracking centre half um, Ben Corris he's only 18 he plays at right back for Pats like there's great players in the league world now and for anyone who's like, I suppose, looking to get into following it, there's no better time to do it than now. Um,
1: With sell capacities as well.
0: Well, it, it's gotten to a stage now, which I, I still think is mad, that they're having to turn people away from grounds because the facilities aren't there, the infrastructure isn't there. If they get that up, more people go, more people invest in league. Yeah. The FAO get behind it. You're talking about a good national team in years to come. Do you know what I mean? And, like, go on. Sorry,
1: it's good to see... Um, the likes of RT and Virgin getting involved more this year as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Put me out a job, though, <laughs> But yes, that is our podcast this week. The episode 26. The Christian Stellaney, as you would have heard us discuss at the start of the podcast. on another belt of an episode.
1: Yeah, and to end it. The history of the dot <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave it there. So, see you next week.